0: Portions of the following program may be pre recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
1: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Theological Thursday. We're talking about faith deconstruction. You ready? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital,
0: welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
1: And of course, uh, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well on WAVA 105.1 FM right here out of Arlington, Virginia. Thank you so much for tuning in around the world on WAVA.com. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. We kick off the week with Marriage Mondays, followed by Tough Topic Tuesdays. Y'all know what's next. Wisdom Wednesdays. And then today is? That's right. Theological Thursday. Then tomorrow is open phone in Friday. Anything you want to talk to talk to me about on Fridays is fair game. Give me a call. On Saturdays, we do have a special edition from 3 to 3.30 p.m. Thanks a lot for tuning in there. And if you're not tired, I mean, you can always hang out and worship with me at Bridgeway Community Church, where I am the founding pastor, bridgeway.cc. You can find out more information By going there, we're in Columbia, Maryland, as well as in Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland. This is a call-in talk show, and you can feel free to call me and ask me questions or just uh, chop it up with me so far as wanting my opinion or my thoughts, or uh, maybe you have something you want to share and you just want to know how you can bounce it off of me for my feedback. I may agree with you, I may not, and that's okay. That's why we set this table in the middle of wherever there is a divide race, religion, relationships, whatever it may be, and we have a conversation, because I do believe that comprehension begins with conversation. Now, today is Theological Thursday, and we're going to talk about faith deconstruction. What does that mean? Well, we'll get into that, but let me uh, kind of get, get, get you kicked off before my prayer with this question. What were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? me ask it again. What were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? Can we have this kind of conversation? (laughs) I believe we can. I'm secure enough in my faith and in our Lord, and you might be secure enough in the word of God as well. And so I think we're going to be okay, even if we don't necessarily agree on all the the tenets of what we were uh, taught or what we uh, thought we knew about the word uh, or about faith or about Christianity or about church. All right, so that's the topic. I'm going to bow for a word of prayer, but let me give you the phone number. My phone number is 888 432 7434. That's 888 432 7434. So go ahead and give me a call and get in on my phone lines. Uh, the lines are now open. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that. Uh, You are the author and the finisher of our faith, and we pray, God, that from the beginning to the end that you would walk with us through every every journey, every path, and every doubt and every question we commit today's show over to you and my listeners as well. For it is in the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Now, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's Andersonspeaks.com. And by doing so, you can always email me there. But there's so many other resources that may be a blessing uh, to you. So go ahead and check that out. And if you happen to own a company, a college, a university, or a business, and you want to learn more about racial reconciliation, bridge building, diversity, leadership, uh, multiculturally, any of that, well, guess what? That's why we've created Gracism Global. We have a firm that can help you there as well. So you can check them out at Gracism Global. Dot com. Faith deconstruction, that's what we're talking about today. What is deconstruction and what does it mean when people say they are deconstructing their faith? Have you heard this terminology before? Well, deconstruction is the heading most recently applied to the process of questioning, doubting, and ultimately rejecting aspects of the Christian faith. There's an application of deconstructionism as an approach that claims to disassemble beliefs or ideas while assuming their meanings are inherently subjective. So in some religious circles, this is really a way to just, you know, downplay the deep questions and ignore those who hold them. And that's what's caused uh, a lot of people to finally, as they maybe go to college or get older or deal with some issues in their life, they begin to deconstruct what they once held. Well, that's why I've asked the question to make it very personal. What were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? My phone number is eight 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 four three bridge. Let's kick the show off with Claude, who's in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hello, wow. Mister Claude. How are you today?
2: Very well, thank you.
1: Thanks for it's calling. An honor me.
2: just to speak here.
1: No, the honor so is mine. So many
2: changes. <laughs> so many changes. What are you thinking? It um, started up really well. Um, I love the word. And, you know, the reason I love the word is because growing up, I I've learned the many names. Eliohim, Yahshua, Yahweh, Jehovah, I Am, Jesus. And the, they're all accurate. And then, though, when we come to the only category of prophecy, which is Revelation, we find the, uh, the, where his name is the Word of God, Word. That's why the Word opens up, like, everything to me. Mm-hmm. And then find in, when I found in 1 John 5, 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word and Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Mm -hmm. And then connecting that with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Mm -hmm. Word is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was Mm -hmm. God. So everywhere throughout the Old Testament where we find the Spirit of the Lord and the Word of the Lord is what Mm -hmm. it says, the Word of the Lord came to. Hmm. all the old major and minor prophets, and and um, anyway. So was this something change,
1: that you, is this something, before I run into my, my break, is this something that you uh, you didn't believe when you were growing up and now you believe it? Or was this a change of well, belief?
2: no. I've, I've kind of always believed and been striving to continually get better.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And just
2: keep the more I turn away from sin, it seems like the better my life has become, mm-hmm. and it's been a continual process throughout my whole life, but I see what it does, the power in turning away
1: yes, yes
2: that's that that faith is
4: the power
1: hey thanks a lot uh, Claude. That's, I appreciate your your thoughts i've got i've got to run to to my break now i'm so sorry my friend it doesn't sound like you're deconstructing your faith it sounds like you're continually building and strengthening your faith which is awesome praise god when i get back i'll come right back to the phone lines this is real talk with dr david anderson
5: Do you need to be encouraged, or do you know someone that needs encouragement? Dr. David Anderson has compiled his sermon series, Be Encouraged, into a book which will be sure to encourage yourself and others. For a donation in any amount, we'll send you a signed copy of the book. To make your donation, visit Andersonspeaks.com, click on the donate button, and we'll send you your copy today.
6: Side to the other under one roof from the inside out and call 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. Under one roof, from one side to the other. Under one roof, from the inside out. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your old house is our business. Best Buy.
5: Today is Theological Thursday. Join the conversation and call in at 888 888- 432-7434. And now back to the show with your host, Dr. David Anderson.
1: That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about faith deconstruction on this Theological Thursday. My question for the table here, for uh, you and me, wherever you are, in your kitchen or in your car, what were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with in some uh, folk have been calling this faith deconstruction, where you kind of take the original beliefs that you had and begin to uh, doubt them, question them, maybe even abandon them, which can be quite um, damaging. At the same time, it can be uh, refreshing and stimulating to uh, strengthen your faith. Modern deconstruction usually means replacing uncomfortable tenets with culturally or personally popular views, so it may not be biblical, but you don't care you know you're like hey listen biblically this is what it says but personally this is not what i i believe but to openly investigate the nuances of one's belief is not a bad thing you know our convictions change our understanding of the bible changes like our last caller uh, claude you know was talking about so in practice deconstruction uh you know maybe there's some things that do need to be deconstructed and i'd like to hear from you on that too are there some things about christianity that you think you know what that, that really needs to be re-looked at or, or deconstructed. So that's what we're talking about today. Can you handle this topic? I like what Tony Penny says on my Facebook page. Growing up Catholic, I was taught about purgatory and salvation by works. I don't believe in either anymore, but that good old Catholic guilt still lingers. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. And then Linda Genty Hiskerzak says, Hey, Doc, was Catholic, was taught that getting into heaven depended on, on your last confessional and that purgatory was a thing. And we pray daily for the suffering souls in purgatory. Well, I'm glad that you don't have to worry about a suffering soul in purgatory, Linda. All right, because there is no purgatory and the only place where souls will suffer will be, unfortunately, in a Christless eternity called hell. And as a result of that, we don't want anybody there and so that's why we give the good news of jesus christ and you don't have to uh uh you know do a bunch of religious acts to do to get to that uh new eternal address all you have to do is accept the work of jesus christ on the cross praise the lord well what about you what were you taught that you no longer maybe believe with regard to christianity let's go to Lana, maryland and talk to brian who's on the line hey brian welcome to the show how are you
7: Doc, it's good to be here. Thank you so much. It's it's fantastic. God Thank bless you, for, you, my friend. For ha- having the phone lines open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, you mentioned a little bit about positive deconstruction, mm-hmm. and one of the things that was was kind of weaved into as a lot of fundamentalism was weaved into a lot of American Christianity was um, was a half half verse quoted. Um, the poor you will have with you always uh-, uh-huh. and that had um for me that had often been laid out since I was a child, going to different churches um let's see growing up going to Bible College, you know uh-huh. a lot of people would just throw throw out matthew twenty six eleven and well the first half of it right um but but following that uh we see Christ saying, "But you will not always have me hmm so now, even when I went out into the mission field, you know, I mentioned that it's important that we look out for the poor, that we're looking out for uh, those who are struggling around us. Um, and a fellow missionary um, posted on, on my post, uh, it's like, well, remember, the poor you will have with you always. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, this, there was a context where this woman who was pointing ointment on Jesus' feet, she was celebrating right. him, and the disciples were questioning this celebration because this was expensive perfume right you know so it's so with that you have this you have this um amazing celebration and Christ is saying for you will not always have me
3: mm-hmm.
7: but look mm-hmm. at where we are now if we're yeah. Christians we always have Christ right so where does that leave the poor do we have an excuse anymore i don't think that we do mm. so So uh, that was my kind of
1: um, deconstructing
7: and reconstructing,
1: right? you know,
7: um, around the passage, you know, around what God has, what God's word has has rebreathed into us.
3: Yeah. So
7: that's uh, that. So that I would say that for me, that aspect of deconstruction was incredibly important. Yeah.
1: Deconstructed and then reconstructed. I like that because Matthew 26 comes right after Matthew 25, doesn't it? And you yeah. know what Matthew 25 yeah. is about, right? Where he says, you know, what's cool about Matthew 25 is he basically says, uh, you know, uh, I was hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat. I was thirsty. You didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger. You in- didn't invite <laughs> yeah. me in. I needed clothes. You didn't even, you know, uh, clothe me. I was sick. You didn't come visit me. I was in prison. You didn't come visit me or whatever. Like, that's, that's the heels upon which Matthew 26, which you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. so that's really pretty cool when you put those two together.
7: It's that's, I mean, it's I'm glad that those could all that that the word all comes together, you know, yeah. the way in the way that it meets it. And I, I'm yeah. still weaving it all together like, sure. like we all are. That's but, right. But yeah. Well, thanks so for that, uh, that, I think so. I think it's an ongoing process of deconstructing and reconstructing that that God has us going through yeah. um, in our walks.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you, Brian. Lord bless Thanks, you today, okay?
7: You, too. You, too, sir.
1: Take right, care I'll now. Let's go to Hampton, Virginia, and talk to Chari, who's on the line. Hey, Chari, how are you? I'm doing well.
8: Thank you.
1: How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Did I say your name correct? Lee?
8: It's Cherie.
1: It's Cherie, okay. Cherie. <laughs> okay. It makes sense to me. <laughs>
8: okay. All
1: right. So, so Ms. Cherie, uh, how are you today, and what are you thinking?
8: I'm doing well. When I was a little girl, I was taught that women could not wear pants. And it was from uh, Deuteronomy, I think, 22, something like mm-hmm. that. And as and as I, you know, grew up, um, well, let me try to hurry up. Um, my mom remarried, and we attended a different church. And the first time me and my brother saw a woman, a little girl, I think it was, in pants. We, like, looked at each other. You know, it was like a culture shock for us. And mm. so um, as I got older, you know, and my mom, she, you know, broke it down to us. But I still, I wear pants, but I feel uh, some kind of way. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel a little, guilty, a little guilty. I do. But I do. Right. But I do understand that that verse better now because my husband, we talked about that uh before he was my husband, mm-hmm. years before he was my husband and um I asked him and it, you know and he brought it up, and it was so plain. you know what did he um, say it, well, he said, well, people back in that day, they all wore long you know um robes and 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 tunics, everything was long and and men and women. You know, they wore things long like that, so mm-hmm. but they had some that were made for women and some that were made for men uh-huh. and then my- cu- husband in church he said, uh, who was also elder he he made the point you know that the w- women's pants are made different from men's mm-hmm. pants and, and 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 then I did some study on my own and realized that and learned that. Um, these are, I mean, one of them, I can't remember who, but he was effeminate. He was, you know, um,
1: So it's talking about basically a woman dressing or- like a man or something like that. And so I gotcha. Right.
8: Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Same thing. And, I, and that's what I, I used to believe. And then the other thing I used to believe is that women couldn't bring forth a word. I I didn't, uh, think that women who were believers, had a
1: real
8: voice
1: mm-hmm. until I studied the Bible myself, so Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing okay. that. Women not wearing pants, women not yeah. being able to use their voice and teach or have a word of God yeah. given to them. And, uh, yeah, that's, so that's some deconstruction yeah. and reconstruction, as uh, as Brian put it, our caller beforehand. Hey, thanks a lot, Ms. Shari. God yeah. bless you, okay?
8: Thank you. God bless you as mm-hmm.
1: well. Take care. Let's see what Miss Evelyn's talking about. she's in Rockville, Maryland. Hello uh, Miss Evelyn. How are you today?
9: Hi, I am doing good
1: Thanks for calling
9: yes
8: hi um, <laughs> mine is Christmas Christmas I looked in the Bible and and I didn't see that Jesus was born the twenty fifth right of December right so
1: even though it's my favorite holiday, yeah, but that's I mean, not true. It's not accurate. It'd, be, it'd probably be more like the end of September. No, it's not. Yeah, you yeah, know. So, pro- but hey, we celebrate it anyway. Have have a good time. Uh, yeah. Anyway, celebrating Jesus, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but but that's that's a good so point. Was- a sec. That's a good point, though. How you can have like a secular holiday or Christian holiday and realize that, okay, this may not be the exact day or time, but we can still we can still culturally celebrate it.
10: Yeah, like a commemoration?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right.
10: Yeah,
1: so,
8: so that was, that well, was fun. I
1: well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, okay, Miss Evelyn? You're welcome. Have a good day, and
8: thank you
9: for everything.
1: Oh, you're so very welcome. God bless you. And by the way, Miss Evelyn, where does, where's that accent yes. Where's that accent coming from? I, I detect an accent, and I like
10: it. Um, yes, Cameroon. I'm Can- from Cameroon.
1: Oh, wow. Africa. Okay, I like it. Well, God bless you, and thanks for hanging out and listening to my show. Thank you, sir.
8: Have a good day.
1: God bless you. You too. Let's try rest in Virginia. We've got Anonymous on the line. I, Anonymous, God bless you, sir. How are you? or ma'am I'm not sure oh
11: hi it's a, it's a she I, I can i can hear it <laughs> Thank now you so Anonymous. Much for taking my, call.
1: my pleasure <laughs> Thank what you. are you thinking
11: i just i i have a very um, uh, basic point to make i was raised catholic and I, I heard a lot of your other listeners mention that and i don't mean to harp on catholicism but mm-hmm. i was very much raised from the base of base of my faith to pretty much go with what my parents taught me with what a priest taught me mm-hmm. and I pretty much, you know, was raised in that belief that my entire life. Met my husband. Um, we were not married yet, and then he started to question my faith, and I realized that the foundation I was standing on basically was what other people had told me about, um, mm. which was, you know, a rude awakening and very oh, sobering. Wow. So my point is um, that um, that in itself really deconstructed my beliefs, and really digging into the word is just so so important it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter if you think you know all the answers um you know and i think as as parents we need to instill that in our kids at a very young age too let's go and look and you know find the answers for ourselves
1: right i really like that idea of of digging into the word yourself and you can grow up catholic or any other religion and you just take what people have said but not crack open the book yourself to see what the lord himself said so that's, that's good. Right. And thank God you were delivered from sort of that ritualistic sort of faith and came into real faith with Christ. Praise the Lord. Well,
11: absolutely. It's
1: a whole new ball game now. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, uh, tell your husband, whoever he is, well done.
11: <laughs> uh, oh, I do all the time. Thank there you. you. <laughs> go. Hey,
1: hey, take care of my sister. Well, we're running Thanks. to our commercial break. When we get back, I'm taking your phone calls. My lines are open. So talk to me about faith deconstruction. What were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? We'll be right back.
0: You've seen it, passed by it, and now the reports are in. Homelessness is on the rise in our area. And during the Thanksgiving season in particular, it can be easy to lose hope for those on the streets. At Central Union Mission, we believe hope can begin with a meal. For $35, you can provide a night of safe shelter, hot, heaping meals, and access to vital services that people need to get back on their feet. Give shelter, meals, and care by clicking the Central Union Mission banner at WAVA.com.
6: Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was
7: in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000.
6: Then the IRS came to collect.
7: Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. And they were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief.
6: Patrick's life quickly got a lot
7: easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how did it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money.
6: How does Patrick feel about Optima?
7: Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business.
6: Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. OnePlace.com. Full-length Christian teaching broadcasts, newsletters, free downloads, and more all online, all free from your favorite ministries. It's the all-new OnePlace.com.
5: WAVA periodically runs contests. Complete contest rules for any contest promoted on WAVA can be found on WAVA.com.
12: Listen to Turning Point with David Jeremiah weeknights at 9 on talk radio for the whole family. WAVA.
0: It seems like every day economic news gets more and more sketchy. We're already seeing huge volatility in the stock market and a rapid erosion in the value of the U.S. dollar. But this time an economic downturn could happen faster than you ever imagined. Direct Bullion USA wants to let you know that now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-GOLD and get your free gold investor kit today. Call Direct Bullion USA now at 888-787-4653. With all of the uncertainty of a world gone mad, you can take control of your financial future with one call to Direct Bullion USA. Most importantly, Direct Bullion USA is a faith-based company that understands your family's financial goals. And we're here to help you preserve your wealth and faith. Call us now at 888-787-4653. That's 888 787 gold
1: it's real talk with dr david anderson welcome to the second half of the program so glad you're hanging out with me today it's theological thursday and we're talking about faith deconstruction deconstruction is that process of questioning and doubting and Ultimately rejecting aspects of Christianity. And it's an approach that claims to disassemble beliefs or ideas with assuming that their meanings are inherently subjective. And so maybe you were taught something and now you're like, you know what, now that I think about it more deeply, uh, I don't agree with that anymore. So here's my question. What were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? That's the question on the table. Let me give you my number. And then I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. and talk with Anonymous. My number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. And maybe in this last uh, second part of the program, I should also ask the question, is there something we can do in order to strengthen the construction of our on, faith on solid ground? Okay. Let's go to Anonymous in Washington. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
10: Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
1: I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
5: Mm
10: -hmm. Yes, uh, I was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist. Yes. And um, we were taught that, uh, well, I do know that Saturday is the Sabbath. I agree with that. But we were taught that if we did not go to church and worship on Saturday, that we would go to hell.
1: Right. Wow. Okay.
10: Yeah. And uh, that was many years ago. Um, I am 70. Okay. And I still have a problem with that, even though I am no longer a Seventh-day Adventist. Right but I still have a a problem with that.
1: With that belief, or you feel guilty when you don't go to church on Saturday?
10: I feel guilty.
1: Okay, that's the problem you have, feeling guilty, because you were taught that, and now you're home on Saturday, or grocery shop, you're like, man, I should be in church.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you you know, and I, I just don't understand because, I love the Lord. Um, right. Well, I am non-denominational, but I do attend a Baptist church, and I, I just don't understand with all the different religions. It's like everybody wants to say they are the uh, the true religion. Right. And again, I have a problem with that Saturday. Not, you know, uh, going to church and and so forth. Mm So I need help. I still need help
1: here. Well, the Jewish people still do this. Uh, The way you count a day is from the evening to the evening. So really the Sabbath would be from Friday evening to Saturday evening. And so Jewish people still do this. Other uh, faiths and religions as well. The reason why Christians worship the lord on sunday morning is because that's when christ rose again from the dead so that's uh-huh. that's really the the biggest reason why that shift took place because the jews did that. that that was their the way they did it you know and so keeping the sabbath holy was exactly what the lord had had taught but then when the well with god the father son and holy spirit taught in the old testament especially with the ten commandments but when jesus came he became the lord of the sabbath And so now that he's Mm -hmm. the Lord of the Sabbath, we worship the Lord on the day that he rose again from the dead. And out of the Ten Commandments, I don't know if you know this, Anonymous, but the Sabbath day is really the only one that is not repeated as a command in the New Testament. Did you know that? Mm,
10: No. No, I did not. Because, again, the Seventh-day Adventist will dispute
1: that. Yeah, that's because the Lord, you know, that's because... uh, the Lord of the Sabbath is now with us. But the verse that really helps me, and it may help you too, is Colossians 2.16. And I don't know if they they taught that or not, but this is what really helps uh, folk that are dealing with this. And that is Colossians 2.16. And let me read to you what it it says. It says this. Okay. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Okay. And then check out verse 17. So that's Colossians two, sixteen. Now, this is what seventeen mm-hmm. says. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Okay. Isn't that something?
10: And I understand. Yeah, I understand that. But as I said, the 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 event is they still dispute that.
1: You well, know, they're allowed to dispute and it, but you don't have to feel guilty about it because you have Colossians two sixteen mm-hmm. and seventeen. So you know the one okay. the one thing about guilt is, is stop thinking about guilt like a feeling, and think about guilt uh-huh. as a as a position. So for instance, either you are guilty or you're not guilty. So if the judge says you're Uh, guilty, you're guilty. If the judge says you're not guilty, you stand before the judge in court, right? And you say, uh, I I didn't do it or I did it and I need forgiveness. And the judge says, okay, you know what? I'm going to let you go. You're not guilty. All right? You don't have to pay the penalty. You're good. Now, if Mm -hmm. you walk away and still feel guilty, right, even though, okay, you were speeding, and they gave you a ticket, and you went to court, and the judge said, you know what, I'm going to let you off. No big deal this time. Just don't do it again. You get in your car, and you drive away. Now, either you are guilty or you're not guilty, but you've been declared not guilty by the judge. So you got to walk in your position, not in your feelings, because your feelings will mess you up. You could be driving every day, say, I still feel guilty of that ticket I got 20 years ago. I didn't pay. That's it. right. Right, mm-hmm. but the cl- but the yeah. judge declared you not guilty. He handled it for you. So instead of walking in those mm-hmm. feelings, you walk in that truth. And that truth is, I've been I've been forgiven. I've been set free. So guess what? You've been set free from that Sabbath day uh, law, right? And now you can go ahead and and enjoy your Baptist church or wherever, and you can still worship God yeah. on Saturdays.
10: Yeah. You know, and I still, and I do know that the Sabbath, the Saturday is the Sabbath, but I just like, you know, and I, I appreciate the way you explain that
3: mm-hmm. Um,
10: because, you know, every time, you know, I thought, well, I try to avoid this, this, this seven day Adventist because, <laughs> you know, they don't tell you, but they, they give you that look is
7: like, right, well, right. you know, you're going to go. to school. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, hopefully they don't. There's some, there's some that have been much more gracious, and I really appreciate. There are others that can be much more, uh, you know, uh, legalistic. But thank God you've been freed, and you are free in Christ and free indeed. So walk in that freedom, and I hope my voice helped in that today, okay? did, yeah, you did. Thank you so much.
10: I appreciate
1: you. God bless you, madam. I'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
4: For anything like me, you see all the division and hostility in the world, and you know that if you just had the right tools, you could make a difference. You could help bring some healing. You could be a bridge builder. Guided by Dr. David Anderson and the Gracism Global Team, I learned how to live and lead by becoming a positive solution in a world that's dealing with such negative problems. I went from feeling overwhelmed to being empowered from being a bystander to becoming a bridge builder. Dr. Anderson has taken the principles of racism around the world, helping corporations, ministries, nonprofits, and government leaders grow in their ability to bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. Through Racism Global's coaching and certifications, you can gain the confidence and skills to bring change right where you are, whether for you or your whole organization. We're here to help you bring the power of racism into your life and leadership today. Visit GracismGlobal.com and join us on this transformative journey. We're not just fighting against racism. We're building a world of racism.
1: that Dr. Anderson's
0: Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's Half-Hour Radio Highlight Show on Saturdays at 3 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 3 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. It's
1: Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today, my friends, if you're just tuning in? It's Theological Thursday, and we're talking about faith deconstruction what were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? I'd love to hear from you on that, you know. Um some people deconstruct because of deep personal pain. You know, maybe they've been neglected or rejected. Maybe even abused by the church and uh they, so they struggle with God and the church and trying to separate unbiblical traumas with legitimate teaching of the scripture causes the disequilibrium spiritually. You know, failures and betrayals from Christian leaders create heartache and embarrassment or confrontation between church members uh, and, and arguments. So pain felt by those who, you know, who we love, but they kind of associate that pain with the church or church people. Some people call this church hurt. And so they respond by basically deconstructing their faith, wondering if God even exists anymore. And if he does, he let this happen. And so maybe he's not good. And so one of the, the things that we would say is God is good all the time. Maybe they would deconstruct that and say, maybe, maybe he's good some of the time. You see what I'm saying? This is how this works. This is how faith deconstruction works. So then how can you faith uh, strengthen yourself to say whether what I'm feeling or going through is good or not? I know God still is good. See that that's where we have to build people up in their faith even at a young age. And a lot of people deconstruct faith as they get older because when they were younger their questions were uh, looked at in a negative way. If you have questions, if you have doubts, then what's wrong with you? Well, then that stops you from asking questions and and and, and uh thinking about your doubts. So then when you get in a space where you're free to ask those questions and to um, address those doubts, it's very possible that the people who are speaking in your life at that time uh, will somehow construct a different worldview, maybe even different biblical view. And uh, you can move away from the faith you grew up with. So part of it is being able to have uh, Christian leaders who are open to embracing conversations that are not easy, pat answers for people who are thinking people about science and, and creation and evolution and, and uh, you know, the different thoughts about even sexuality and gender, you know, you could just say it's black and white. Or you can actually say, you know what, let's think this through. What does this look like for you? Because if you're a 16, 17-year-old or 19 or 21-year-old person who's gay, right, you're trying to figure out you've heard that it's wrong. But you're trying to figure out, okay, let's just say I agree. I'm gay and it's wrong. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I live? Am I, What church can I go to? Am I welcome anywhere? Does Christ still love me? The church speaks against me and people who, who look like me. And so what's a person supposed to do? And they tell you basically turn straight, but you've tried. Pray to gay away, but you've tried. So what do you do there? So the idea of faith deconstruction has a lot to do with church hurt and pain and how the word's been used to to uh, squash real questions. I'm not talking about um, smokescreen questions because people don't want to know the Lord. I'm talking about real honest questions that people have, and they just want somebody to sit there and Kind of help them address it, think through it. Okay, that's enough of that. Let me uh, go to phone lines. Anonymous. Uh, Landover, Maryland. We haven't been there yet, I don't think. Hello, Anonymous and Landover. How are you today?
13: I am blessed. How about yourself? Oh, to Lord.
1: I'm blessed as well and glad that you're hanging with me. What are you thinking today, Miss Anonymous? What,
13: oh, what, what I'm thinking about is. Um, I was raised Catholic like previous callers, mm-hmm. and I know we had to do confessions to a man they call Father, mm-hmm. and I know the Bible stipulates we shouldn't call him, be praying to any other father but Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. We, I also was raised that we had to take penance from him of, uh, like he'll say, ten Hail Marys and ten Our Fathers mm-hmm. prayers that are supposed to release us, and forgive us of the sin that we had committed. Right. And you had to be forced to to really make a confession, because if you didn't do anything, you said, no, he did something. You have to, (laughs) you know, you have to come up with something. So it kind of made me lie as a child to say, Mm. okay, I did this, I did that. Uh, But then the significant factor came, which really changed me, that I did. I believed what they believed until I read the Bible myself and got understanding by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's be born again. I went to the priest, and I asked him, I said, what is it to be born again? And he said, oh, don't listen to them. They're a bunch of religious fanatics. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be born again. Mm -hmm. But this is after I was enlightened with the Word of God, Mm -hmm. Where in John 3, it said, and I quoted it back to the priest, and I said, well, John 3, 3 says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot be in God's kingdom. Were you trying to get in trouble? And so I said,
1: huh? I said, were you trying to get in trouble?
13: (laughs) No, I was just trying to really speak the truth to right. him. I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, I thought we were reading the Bible, and this is what the Bible said. Wow. And it also says, how can a person be born a second time? And Jesus answered and said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again from water and the and Spirit, the spirit right? you Cannot, you won't even enter God's kingdom. Right. Human life comes from human parents,
1: Mm -hmm.
13: but spiritual Spiritual life
1: comes from
13: from the Holy Holy Spirit.
1: Spirit. I got to stop you right there, Miss Anonymous. Don't even
13: be surprised.
1: Amen to that. And he said, "I got to run to this commercial break." Unfortunately, it's going to happen whether I stop talking or not. But I really thank you for the passion of your words. And I'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. Anderson.
12: Looking for a beautiful and functional upgrade to your home this holiday? Three Day Blinds has you covered. But hurry, most blinds and shades ordered by December 8th can be installed by Christmas. At 3 Day Blinds, our free in-home design consultation makes it easy. A 3 Day Blinds design expert will help you find the window treatment solution that works best for your home's needs and style. We bring the showroom to you with loads of samples, giving you an idea of how different fabrics look in your home. Your designer also provides expert measurements and helps coordinate installation. Book your free in-home consultation by visiting 3dayblinds.com. You'll even find window treatments with Motorized by 3 Day Blinds. Whether you're at home or on vacation, you can operate your window treatment with the touch of a button using the 3-Day Blinds app. 3-Day Blinds is here to solve your window treatment needs for the holidays. But hurry, most blinds and shades ordered by December 8th can be installed by Christmas. For your free custom same-day quote, schedule your free in-home design consultation now at 3dayblinds.com. That's 3dayblinds.com.
5: Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedy of Jeff Allen.
6: I got granddaughters now that go to preschool. You've never been sicker in your life till you spend time around kids that go to preschool.
5: Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet? comedy tour when it makes it stop in the DMV.
6: You want a flu vaccine? Scrape the cheek of a five-year-old coming out of a preschool. And my granddaughter waits till I'm sleeping on the couch and she just walks over and stares at me. And did you know because of gravity, everything in her little mouth is splashing on my face?
5: WAVA presents Jeff Allen, Saturday, December 9th at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia.
6: The worst is when they take a drink out of your water. They give the glass back, and there's this six-course meal floating around the top.
5: Save $10 per ticket by going to WAVA.com right now to secure your seats.
6: Water shouldn't have 40 grams of fiber in it. That's all I know.
5: Don't miss comedian Jeff Allen, Saturday, December 9th at Grace Church. Get your tickets now at WAVA.com.
14: I'm Jonathan McKean. You're listening to Plugged In on WAVA. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. But it's been 30 years since Fraser Crane warmed a bar stool in Cheers. Now he's back in Beantown in the new series Fraser, doing his best to connect with his son David. But it'll take more than tossed salads and scrambled eggs to put their relationship back together again.
6: When I told him I wanted to spend more time with him. He said no. it's just not a good time.
14: Have you considered that he hates you? The original Frasier on NBC ran for 11 years and won 37 Emmys. But it's not just a character who's relocated; his TV show has too to the streaming network Paramount Plus. And here's the good news: in terms of problematic content, the reboot is about on par with the original. You'll hear a bit of language and innuendo, but nothing too extreme. Before streaming the latest shows, visit pluggedin.com/radio. I'm Jonathan McKee, with Focus on the Families, Plugged In.
1: Talk with Doctor David Anderson. We've been talking about faith deconstruction. We asked what were your what were you taught about Christianity growing up that you no longer agree with? Maybe some things you had to deconstruct and reconstruct. As one of my callers, Brian said, "I like that." Well, let me go to a final caller. My lines are now closed, but Anna's on the line, so let's go there in Columbia, Maryland. Hello, Miss Anna. It's Doctor Anderson. How are you today?
9: Good. How
1: are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging. What are you thinking?
9: So um, I, have, I was raised heavily in the Catholic Church school also. And um, just as a side note, I, I'm one of the people that have, I don't practice anymore in the Catholic faith really, but I have some fond memories of the history, some of the rituals, um, mm-hmm. just feel the past. So I, I bring some some fondness to the argument of mm. Catholicism.
1: Right, right. Especially um, especially when you hear uh, what is that song, Ana Maria? Is that what it is? Ava Maria.
9: Uh oh, pretty. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty.
1: sure I'm sure that touches your heart, right?
9: Well, I just, you know, when I'm in the old churches, I can feel the history and the souls of faith, um, you know, maybe the thousands, maybe the millions right. <laughs> um over centuries, and it's just um mm it's a holy feeling. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice.
9: Um, so um, I guess my point is, though, so I was, because I was raised deep in the faith, I, um, in the Catholic church and mm-hmm. school, I was taught to believe everything that was told to me by an authority figure, you know, a priest mm-hmm. or a nun or, or Right. Um, and then, um, although i you know i i 'm not going to get into a debate about Martin Luther if he was right or wrong uh, as a theologian but um but when I learned about that when I was young, it did sort of send me on a place where I realized that I had some I could put some input into it mm. i could I could hear um in a language, you know, that I thought, you know, God was speaking to me, and and, um, I could work things out. And and that takes, you know, you have to be responsible if you're going to go that route. Right. Because then, right. But that all worked out for me, so Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that.
1: And what about now? How are you practicing your faith? Are you in a church or anything?
9: Well, I I think about coming to yours every once in a while (laughs) because I'm
1: close. (laughs) Well, there you go. Well, you're always Um, welcome. Just make sure you introduce you. yourself I, to me in the lobby one day, so I could put a, a name and a face together. What do you think about that?
9: Uh, well, I like I like the whole diversity concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've kind of I've kind of gone I'm I've gone my way, and I I research I, I study theology. Um, um, I I think all the time. I'm one of those people which gotcha. I'm sure you have a lot to say about, but. Um, but forging a relationship, I, I think I have a pretty pure one, and it, and it is leading me to join a group, Um, yeah. because now I'm, I'm learning that, I'm learning everything about the group, all the things wow. that I've heard you say.
1: Well, I tell uh, you so what, that's where I'm, all right, well, I'm glad you called, I'm glad you're listening, I'd love to meet you sometime, feel free, anytime to come to Bridgeway, and uh, you're a deep thinker, so that's great too, but I'm sure you're a good relational person, and so, you put all that together, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to be in the body of Christ. Hey, listen, I got to run because the show's over. But God bless you, okay, Miss Anna.
9: Thank you. Same to you.
1: God bless you now. Let's pray together, Heavenly Father. Thank you for today's topic. Thank you, Lord, that you are strong enough to deal with our our questions and our doubts, like with Thomas. And we just pray God, that our homes and our lives would be built on a firm foundation and not on sinking sand, and that's on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is in your name, we pray, Lord. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Father,
10: help your children. And don't let them